In brightest day, in blackest night, no topic shall escape our sight. Let all who worship Marvel's might beware our glower. Bacon sales might. <laughs> Wait, glower? Glower. Glower? Glower. Yeah. What's glower? It's the thing you beware of from us. I beware It's most- like when you give like a crusty and you're like, hmm. Oh, glower. Yeah, that kind of glower. In my mind, I was thinking, yeah, I was spelling it weird in my head and I went glower. I was just like worrying glower. what a crusty like was. Like Matt Glower? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, who's Matt Glower? He's on the Lede Show. Welcome to Bacon Sale, everyone. <laughs> I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Good, good. I I, I love the Oscars last night. It was great. <laughs> Wait, are the Oscars this weekend? Yes. What? No, they're last weekend. The yep. show aired yes, on the they Monday. Are. They were phenomenal, but man, I am so glad no one talked about the president. Yep. Nope. Yep. I didn't hear one thing that about the president. Great. That was great. But you can look forward to our full bacon bit about the Oscars coming up later this week. So yes, there's a bacon bit. I'm announcing it now. Be prepared. All Spread right. the word. People of the bacon bits. Yay. We're going to have an Oscars party, right guys? Right, right. We did. I mean, we had one. It was great. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Last night when the Oscars yeah, happened. Yeah, that's right. I was just thinking about 2018. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. We should. We yeah. should have another one like the one we had last night. Things got crazy. <laughs> really crazy. Jacob, uh, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to try and do the impossible. Today, we're going to try and save DC. I thought we were going to psychoanalyze you. <laughs> that's Dr. So Matt, too easy. come on in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the DC comic universe. Well, commonly commonly referred to as the DCEU or what DC, does the E stand the for? Cinematic. Extended. Yes. Divine, Isn't there divine a, Comics. <laughs> divine Comedy <laughs> Extended does, Universe. Yeah, so we have Extended Universe, but there's also the Cinematic Universe, right? What does DC even stand for? <clears throat> Do you not know? Detective Comics? I think you're right. Is it really Detective Comics? It I can think, be because that's how Batman started. Well, it's just as DC Comics. So what does that mean? Oh, yeah. That's like saying RPG game, which is like yeah, role playing game pin game number or ATM machine. It stands for District of Columbia. I District think. of Columbia <laughs> Comics. <laughs> Not quite a state. Ah, uh, there we go. The initials DC came from the company company's popular series Detective Comics, which featured Batman's debut and subsequently became part of the company's name. Thank so you, it's Batman. just DC, not DC Comics. It's DC Comics. So Detective Comic Comics. <laughs> That's yes. what it is. With no detectives, and except we for wonder Batman. why they're <laughs> struggling. Well, and Batman really wasn't a detective the last couple movies, let's face it. He's well, a- he was in the last movie, but we'll get there. Basically, yes, let's go over why we're doing this show first. We're doing this show because every couple months I ask Joel very, very <laughs> nicely, hey, we don't have anything on our radar for the next week. Could we do a pitch show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please? Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, the truth is, I told if you've been listening to the show, you know the ne- the, <laughs> that we weren't able to do a pitch show until you did what, Kent? I had to watch a certain movie. Which what? I had to agree <laughs> to on the show last time, maybe about four months ago. Probably. That was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. And you had to agree to watch it without a phone, yes. without a laptop, and yes. without distractions. And what was this movie, And Kent? to open your heart. Moulin Rouge. Yes. And you watched it. That's I not, did? Wait, that's not how you say it, Kent. Oh. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. right. That's exactly right. There's you an exclamation it. Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Mexican. Moulin Rouge. There you go. All right. And Kent, what's your report? Well, I'm going to give it a B. A B. Which is good when you hear That's it That's not Kent. bad, yeah. No, I'm, I'm watching it, and I granted the first 20 minutes are a cluster. They are so it's psychedelic. Frantic. It's yes. frantic. And there's there's midget John Leguizamo in the mix. True. Dwarf. Um, they're, dwarf. They're drinking Please. absinthe, and Kylie Minogue shows up as the green fairy. And then she screams, and she's on Ozzy Osbourne's voice. Yeah, what happened there? Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. And then it becomes an actual movie. Yes. And it's, it's a romance, and granted, it's all remakes of songs that we know with i think there's an original song there come what may is that original that's the original but it actually was written for romeo and juliet so they couldn't get the oscar nomination what they for best original so song. Baz Luhrmann held it until this time yes 
Wow. Yeah. I'm not saying it should have been, it should have won the Oscar, like you say. Because that year was the year uh, Beautiful Mind won. Yes. And you thought maybe that should have gotten it. Really? But um, no, and actually, I'm not the biggest fan of Beautiful Mind. I would have given it to Fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fellowship was good, but I do believe that... That was nominated? I do believe Return of the Hopefully. King... <laughs> Return of the King felt right. Two because, years later, right. Because it wasn't the best movie, but it was the, the culmination. culmination of all the movies. Yeah. So I still would have given this one to Moulin Rouge that year, but I definitely wouldn't give it to Chicago the next year. So what I, what I really best liked picture. about Moulin Rouge is that it was frantic, but I feel like you were watching the relationship from an obsessive point of view, mm-hmm. which was you and McGregor's point of view in the movie. Right. He was obsessed with this woman, as was everyone else, and somehow it was Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. And she was... And I'm saying this in quote marks, worth obsessing over. She is in that movie. And she, and she was. She was pretty, She's I was transfixed, satin. I'll say that. And so, yes, I like the movie. In fact, I'm going to watch it again soon. Yes. Because I was so like, what's going on here? And what is, why? Yep. Why is this movie happening that I'm going to watch it again? Give it another chance. Like Does that it. make you happy? It's making me very happy. I have wow. to admit, like you, could, that you guys can tell them that I have a stupid grin on my face, and it's because I realize we're doing a Moulin Rouge and, show right now, and that's why I'm pu- <laughs> that's why that's why we're doing a Moulin Rouge show. Do you want to know why? Because we can't get can. Because we can't get can 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 can. Here we are now. Entertain us. <laughs> no, that's so stupid. What have we created? It, wait, is it better in Moulin Rouge or is it better in Pan? Oh, in Moulin Rouge, Thank easily. You. Well, Thank you. that's not Pan, really there's, fair. There's only like one song, and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Whereas Anyways. this is a musical, and there's a there's a reason for all the music, and it's beautiful, and I love it. Hey, Joel, can I tell you the truth about how I feel about Moulin Rouge now? Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually pretty good. You're still giving it a B. Yeah, I'm giving it a yeah. B. Okay. Well, we so, I mean, it's no Beautiful Mind, but... <laughs> well, that was a long way around Because people this. watch Beautiful Mind all the time. To and talk about how to save... It because I wanted to, to do a pitch show, because I feel like... There's so much bad publicity around DC right now. We honestly spent like five minutes talking about Moulin Rouge and I'm giddy. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get grumpy, I'm just going to bring up Moulin Rouge again. Yeah, you yeah. should. You should. It's, it'll work. And so I feel like DC needs to reach out to me. Jeff Johns, the head of DC right now, needs to reach out to me because... JJ? No, not JJ. GJ. <laughs> he wishes. Geoff? It's, it's Geoff. He's Geoff? He's Geoff. We need to have a show about names. <laughs> Nobody likes a Geoff. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Sions of the Geoff world. That's, that's a tier three name. <laughs> yeah. oh, Easily. We're, just, we're offending so many listeners right now. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Only Spencer's listen to our show. Oh, yeah. That's true. Who? Anyways, I want to make sure that we do our part to help DC out because I feel like there are some major struggles right now. And granted, last year, there were there are perceived and real struggles last year with the critical reception. Last year being 2016. Batman v. Superman and Suicide Squad. Academy Award winning Suicide Squad because of last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And so because I earned this pitch show, I really kind of want it to be more of a discussion slash pitch show. And so join with me, if you will. Into a look into the DC future. And full cards on the table. Uh, Kent did say this is going to be a pitch show, but then he did also back off and say, well, we're not really pitching as much as pitching is a part of the show. So I just think you wanted to watch Moulin Rouge. And we can talk about it some more right oh, now if you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that one part? <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's serious right now. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I had to stop. Yeah. All right. So saving DC or at least discussing the merits and frustrations and, with DC. I mean, it sounds kind of like a job for Superman, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, that's and, why I'm And here. I think uh, to, give a, to give a little background. Oh, you're, you're dead? Clark. You're dead right now? So DC, <laughs> DC basically birthed the superhero in mm-hmm. comic form. Uh, that's, you know, that's where, and, and if you don't know the difference between DC and Marvel, it's funny because that's one of those, 
uh, things. If you remember, there was a panel that Ken did at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and he, we invited some guest panelists up. And one of the guys there at one point said, well, Wonder Woman, oh, I don't know. Is she DC or is she Marvel? And he said, Marvel really oh, needs to make the I remember that. Wonder and Wonder the Woman audience movie. got so upset. They because, were throwing things. Yeah. They, I, I actually <laughs> said, I told him he couldn't talk for like 10 minutes. We, yeah. That. We put him in the penalty box. Yes. But here's the thing. I think in this show specifically, and I will do my best because I do deep doctrine when I talk about this stuff. Deep False doctrine. (laughs) We need to do our best to incorporate everybody because people out there don't care who Marvel, they don't care who DC is, generally. I mean, I think most of our audience does, but what about the people who just don't know, don't care? And that's most everybody listening, honestly. You think? Honestly, yeah. I mean, only if they're like, hey, I really like this seasonal podcast show. Jacob's being our everyman again. Uh, Okay. Jacob. Well, look, most Most people don't know who Dr. Octopus is, and that's fine. (laughs) You go home, you talk to your wife, you'd be like, okay, Wonder Woman, Marvel or DC? She knows, actually. Does she? Well, yeah. My son's pretty big on it, so yeah. she's, she's gotten pretty clear definitions there. But if, if uh, you said Martian Manhunter, would she know? Or if you no. just said name DC comic people. She'd probably get a couple. But that's the thing is, we're, we're only going to talk about the main ones here, the ones they've made movies about, but I just kind of want to give a little backstory of the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. Because for a long, like I said, DC birthed the superhero. That's your Superman. That's your Batman. That's your Wonder Woman. Like Aquaman. Like these classic superhero types. Yes. Uh, like cyborg. They, I, I've heard it once compared to their gods <laughs> trying to be men. Mm-hmm. And then Marvel comes along and they were the brand X. They were uh, the flawed villains where you get people like Superman or the X-Men. You said Superman. Oh, sorry. Okay. Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I like that we're explaining this though. This is, yeah. this is a good foundation. Uh, so you get Spider-Man and the X-Men and uh, well, I can't think of any other Ghost Rider. That's a terrible one. I but, can tell you why you're not thinking of any other, but that's another story. What? I'm just saying. He doesn't have enough time. Forgettable. Oh, well, the, the point being, oh, Captain, oh, yeah, Captain America, yeah. Iron Man, I should do those Avengers. Yes, Hulk. Hulk is a, is a definitely one. I, I'm sorry, I forgot Blade. So then you get this Brand X coming in, and they were the underdogs for a long time. What about the duck? Howard, no, Howard one, the duck. no one wants to talk about the duck. <laughs> That's Marvel. Marvel. It That's is. Marvel. But then, and so DC ruled the universe. And when you had DC doing the Superman movies in the 70s and the Batman movies in the 80s, they were kings. And Marvel bless their hearts, was trying so hard to get one of their movies out of the litter box, basically, and they weren't able to do it until in the early 2000s with Spider-Man. They got a hit, and they were very successful with Spider-Man. Well, but there's actually a Marvel before then that's successful. Which one was before that? X-Men. That was 2000. Yes, that's 2000. Yes. Sorry. I was was on a mission But can you explain why they were a success? Because, because of Tobey Maguire. Those properties and were... And not Andrew Garfield. Those properties were bought by Fox and Sony. Yes. Fox and Sony took yeah. a risk and said, hey, these movies could be a thing. Let's try to make this a thing. Yes. Right? So it wasn't Marvel Studios. It was and Fox so, and Sony. Because Marvel Comics actually went bankrupt soon after. Good call on that, by the way, Jacob. I and, then, X-Men. and then Disney said, well, hey, we want to buy all the cinematic rights to, to what you're doing now. And so we're going to have the Avengers as these A-list heroes, even though these other companies own Spider-Man and yeah. Ghost Rider and X-Men. Fantastic Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four yeah. was meant to be a big thing, yeah. but you know, it never quite was. But it really was X-Men and Spider-Man and for X-Men. the longest time. And it wasn't until, like that, that was all Marvel had, and it wasn't until... And it Iron hardly even counts as Marvel because of it being sold off. Exactly. Yeah. So then you get Iron Man coming in, and who, who it, it, people don't remember this, Iron Man wasn't a particularly popular superhero. He was basically known as the Batman ripoff. Well, they yes. called him like a C-list superhero. For yeah, he was. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if you look at the comics, it was. it's it's much different than the movie. Now, look. when we make references, I think we really have to start the universes as they are now. So we're starting in 2008 for Marvel, if we do make reference to that. Yeah. And I think we have to start 2013 for DC. 
Because yes, I could mm. I could be like Nolan movies, but those are over and done with. And granted, if you want me to talk about Nolan movies, I've, you I've, can talk about Moulin Rouge because we'll both have big dumb smiles on our faces. <laughs> that is well, a different I, era. And I do I think no, right. I do plan on talking about them because I want to talk about how one was king and now how the other became king. Because nowadays, Marvel is king when it comes to the box office and critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. DC's the underdog, sure. and so it's amazing to me how those have kind of flip flopped uh, throughout the years. And that's why I want to kind of bring up from the seventies all the way to now. But I'm not going to okay. go into too much detail. So right. There's your history lesson. All right. Yeah. yeah, good times. Nerd glasses off. Let's put our other nerd glasses on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't see. So Kent has come up with a series of questions that he wants to answer all by himself and let us agree with him <laughs> on these questions. No, I want you to. I don't want you. You're going to mock me. That's what's going to happen. Uh, actually, I do want to bring this up because this is this is going to dovetail into what we're talking about. So I went in and I found, and this wasn't hard. This wasn't like I did a lot of extensive research. But I went and found the adjusted box office worldwide for all superhero movies being DC. Well, all, DC and Marvel. Like from all time? Yes. Even like Superman 77? Yes. I did that a long time ago for a show okay. that never happened. And so actually. I just wanted to bring up, uh, if you had to guess, let's do top five. The top five highest grossing superhero movies. How many are Marvel? How many are DC? And I wait, can wait, almost wait. name them. This is adjusted for box office, adjusted for box office, meaning this is not comparing the $2 tickets in the seventies to the $12 tickets of today. They're, they're adjusting for inflation. I'm going to say Avengers, Avengers two, no. Iron Man three, the dark Knight, And I'm going to say Superman, the original. No, no, no. Spider-Man two. You were so close. Oh, what did I miss? You were so close. Okay, number five uh, at... Uh, what about Burton? Well, uh, we'll get there. Uh, c- coming in at five at 1.19 billion, Spider-Man 2002. <sighs> in four, Iron Man 3 with yep. 1.2 billion. At number three, Superman 1978 wow, with 1.26 billion. Number two, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number one, Avengers. So Dark Knight one, was one, not one, in the top five. No, it's number six. It okay. barely got eked out. But the fact that Iron Man 3 is so high Such is mind-boggling to me. Uh, to round out, the, round out the bottom half, it's number six, Dark Knight. Number seven, Captain America Civil War. Number eight, Dick, Dark, <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. Number nine, Spider-Man 3. And number 10, Spider-Man 2. Okay. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was three DC movies in the top 10, two of which were Nolan. Yeah. Shocking. It's shocking how, so how our, well... What's our total numbers? Can you, can you t- I actually don't see that as shocking because we have in this modern age, not including the Spider-Man ones, 14 Marvel movies since Iron Man 1. We are getting a yeah. lot of them these days. And so they are guaranteed to be successes because sequels build off each other and make more and more Jacob's, money. Jacob's eating a cookie. As you should. They're delicious. I offered you a cookie <laughs> earlier. I'm told. still full. And so, and granted, Spider-Man is a big property. That's why Marvel and Sony made this deal to bring Spider-Man into this universe because... Even though it's been rebooted and rehashed like crazy, the character is so profitable. Yes, it is. Apparently. Okay, so according to boxofficemojo.com, who they have a ton of good information about numbers and budgets and yep. whatnots, uh, they, have, <laughs> they have all the DC movies, which includes everything from Nolan movies to V for Vendetta to Red 2 to the Lego Batman movie to Watchmen to Jonah Hex. Uh, that one Cat made Woman. some money. Uh, all those, and, and of course, Man of Steel and Suicide Squad and Batman and all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the total worldwide, and this is unadjusted, but we're just going for raw box office numbers here. Total box office is $8.1 billion. Okay. That's a, that's a lot. How much of that was Jonah Hex? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good call. $10.9 million. <laughs> Just the number went up. Uh, and, an, and they have an average here of $368.7 million, which is good. It's a good average. DC. Yeah. Let's go over to Marvel. 
And Marvel here includes everything from the Avengers to, to Dolph Doctor Strange. Lund- Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. To Big Hero oh, 6. Oh, the Punisher, yeah. Big Hero 6. Okay. Howard the Duck, uh, Hulk, Ghost Rider, Fantastic Four, Blade 2. Like, they have a ton of these on there. Mm-hmm. Man-Thing. What is Man-Thing? I love Man-Thing. Don't thing. ask. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Man-Thing. Okay. So, just bum, jumping back. Bum, bum. Just jumping back. Coming uh, 2018. DC was 8.2. Marvel is 22.06. Yeah, it makes sense. And they have an average of, but they only have an average wow. of 490. Because DC Comics was the average of 368. Remember what Spider-Man did. Like it, it made. He walked on walls he with walked his hands. Walls. All of a sudden, all these comic book movies came out and a lot of them just weren't good. Everyone just no. throwing stuff at the wall. There's, in, in this little graph here, there's 22 from DC and there's 45 from Marvel. Like double the numbers practically, yeah. but still eight point two billion to twenty two point zero billion. Mm-hmm. That's not double. That's much more than double. Oh yeah, that's a little bit more than double. <laughs> let's let's three, not do that's math almost three times. right now. Math, math. Well, thanks for those stats, Joel. Yeah. So I just wanted to basically. <laughs> I'm just proving the point that financially, Marvel's killing, and critically, since I want you're going oh, yeah, to you're, you're do a lot of talking later on, so I'm going to take all the talking oh, okay. now. You do your thing. Uh, you want to guess the top five of the best critically reviewed, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so number five, uh, Superman with with a 90, oh, you're going DC and Marvel. Yeah, DC and Marvel. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number number five would be Superman with a 93 percent. Number four, number five. I'll, I'll tell you those later. Number five, uh, Spider Man two with 93 percent. Number no, I said number four. Sorry, number three, Iron Man with 94%, number 2, Marvel's Avengers with 92%, and coming in at number 1, The Dark Knight with 94%. Are you happy now, Kent? Yeah. I mean that that just goes there was two out of the 5 that were DC in there. And if you get later on you have The Dark Knight Rises, you have Men in Black that doesn't count. Doesn't count. I'm not counting it. How dare you Men in Black be in there? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have uh, Spider-Man and X-Men First Class. And Hellboy and Batman Begins to round out the top okay. ten critically. Sounds reviewed. good. Wait, Hellboy is that DC? That's actually Dark Horse, isn't it? Yes. Oh, okay. Which isn't a really player in this game, but so if I, if you remove that one, I'll I'll add on X Men Two X United. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. So there you go. Now I'm going to shut up, and Kent's going to take on his show. Kent, do you want me to ask you some questions here? I think you should ask us some questions. I don't want to be the only one participating. Take it away, Kenny D. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so Joel, some questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> Moulin Rouge, next question. All right. If you could if you could summarize or maybe a couple of bullet points, what has what has DC done wrong consistently through movies? And Joel, I, I assume you're Joel, taking... Joel, you want to go first, Joel? No, no you, I, I've been talking for a while. You go first, Kent. The number one thing that they have done wrong... Mm-hmm. I have something is, else I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've done that show before. <laughs> Only vice versa. Yeah. The number one thing DC has done wrong, and this will be the overarching theme of this entire episode. Casting Amy Adams. I am really interested to hear what you're about to say. Studio interference. I thought you were going to say Studio C. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying the That's thing that... That's in the DC, the Divine Comedy universe. Oh, hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Wait, wait. See, this is actually the thing that makes Marvel successful, is studio interference. So you're saying the same thing that helps Marvel make money is the thing that's ruining DC? Correct. Correct. Uh, I you're like, saying I feel that like they're... this has become a comparison show, but I feel like I have to. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can, I, can I just back up here? Can't, or you, you could just wait till I actually explain no, no, myself. No, no, we have to get a foundation here. Do you think DC's doing a bad job? Because you like Batman v no, Superman. He, he is getting to Not that. only do I like it, I love it. And so do you feel like people just don't get the art that is DC? No, you mean Suicide Squad. Remember? Suicide Squad oh, at the end. The art of this movie. <clears throat> it's getting bashing. This, this was happening? Okay. 
Remember, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice came out with a two and a half hour theatrical cut. I enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed it. And a lot of people really didn't like it. And then Zack Snyder had a, uh, you know, his director's cut, his ultimate cut, as they call it. And you gave the first one, what, an A minus? I gave it an A minus. I was being kind of generous. But then when I saw the director's cut, the three hour version, which he made, and then Warner Brothers said, nope, we cannot have a three hour movie in the theater because we need butts in seats. We need not a set of butts on the screen, which they do with Batman v Superman extended version. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. It's Ben Affleck. It's, it's Ben Affleck's butt on the extended version. Thanks, Joel. Oh, Thanks. That's good. Clearly but like, cut it out. why couldn't Warner Brothers just let him release that movie? Because that would have been a movie that actually would have been far better received. If you, if you go along the movie blogger sphere, people that hated the movie were like, actually, no, that wasn't bad. They should have just released that one. Here's and it's th- true. Do, and this is actually an ignorant question because I don't know. Has Marvel had any director's cuts of any of their movies? They had one of The Incredible Hulk, uh, because Edward Norton... Right, uh, but I mean... of He's a, very divisive. I and, mean, yeah. Iron Man on kind no. of thing. Incredible Hulk is actually uh, oh, in yeah, that, that universe. Oh, yeah, that did come after, right. But it really doesn't feel like part of it for some reason. It feels like a separate entity. It's good. I really yeah. like it. But well, it's because at the beginning of that... I own that one. It, you know, actually, that's the only one I own. Huh. At the beginning of that whole thing, they were like, we're going to make this movie, and hopefully they connect... Let's just see if this works. And so they made those two movies Which that is same that year. Edward Norton is such a terrible actor to work with because he made a great Bruce Banner. He really did. I yeah. wish he continued. I would have cared a lot more about the Marvel Universe now if Edward Norton was involved. Like, yeah. Truly. Because he's a DC actor in a Marvel world. He kind of is, though. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> I was totally baiting you. You weren't supposed to agree with that. But, but here's the thing. So Zack Snyder, he's seen as like the overarching guy. Like, it's not really Christopher Nolan as everyone thought it would be after no. he left The Dark Knight. It's been the Zack Snyder show. But then when David Ayer came and he took Suicide Squad, he made a movie, and then they made some trailers, and they were really entertaining. And then apparently there was Warner Brothers and Focus Group saying, yeah, your movie doesn't fit those trailers. Could you make it more fun? Could you just add some zaniness to it? Could you change it a lot? They changed it. He played ball. And we have Suicide Squad as Academy it is. Award winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> Indeed. And so there, I guarantee there's another version of Suicide Squad out there that well, they'll never release. So but, I actually read as well, and maybe, maybe you caught this, that David Ayer, Ayer, mm-hmm. Ayer. that he... It's Spanish for yesterday. <laughs> when, he, when he was brought on, they had, a, they had a date to meet, right? Yes. And he actually only had six weeks to write that screenplay. Yeah. You know, and so it was like kind of like forcing his hand, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're kind of screwed from the start. Yeah, a little right? bit. Yeah. But can, can I say something about Zack Snyder? Yes. I feel, and this is just my opinion, I feel like Zack Snyder <laughs> makes four-hour movies and then has to chop them down. Like, he cannot, he cannot simplify and streamline his thoughts. In fact, you're right. He, he has a broad vision. Batman Superman was four hours long. And, he, he, and has, he cut it to three. I think he has a broad vision that he cannot narrow down or refuses to narrow down, and therefore it suffers when it gets chopped because it's not cohesive in pieces. You're right, but in I feel because you know what? Get that sound bite. He said I'm right. <laughs> You're right a lot, Joel, and Moulin Rouge is the best. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Happy Joel. I, be on people Twitter. people call him Hack Snyder, and that's fine. I appreciate his work. I really like Hack his Snyder, films. That's clever. It's very clever. Way to go, internet trolls. <laughs> exactly. But Warner Brothers, they don't care if people or critics like their movies. Do you know why? Because suicide Spoken like a true hipster. Suicide Squad. This movie about villains with Harley Quinn in it made, villains made $900 million. A movie with a $140 million budget made that much Most money. Most of that was helicopter crashes. It, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and Jared Leto's uh, hair dye. Yeah. It made that much money. And you know what? They're going to make Suicide Squad 2. And, and a director will be like, hey, I want to make my movie. And they'll say, that's nice. Our focus group said this. 
and they're going to ruin the movie again yep. because they know it will make a billion dollars. But isn't that your exact problem with Marvel, though, is they don't care because they'll Here's make a billion has. dollars? I don't like the guy. I feel like he adds vanilla to everything he does, but he has a master plan. Kevin Feige, who's over Marvel. If you add a little bit of vanilla to like some chocolate chip cookies, it's fantastic. Feige, that's a tier three name, am I right? (laughs) That is a definite (laughs) tier three name. Thank you. We're not doing a name show yet, guys. (laughs) From the beginning, he has had oversight of this entire thing, and he's made it a a successful serialized series. Alliteration. I love it. And... So he knows what he's doing. He'll say, yeah, let's add this character. Or, you know what? That'd be really fun to do an Easter egg for this, which we'll bring up later. And it feels like an and he's extended got a grand plan. universe. Grand plan. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Because the DC movies, they feel like they're all different well, feeling genres and senses, and it doesn't all go together. Well, do you know what happened? And this is... Th- I'm giving a lot of background, so this is kind of deep doctrine. After the critical... Kane is Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> After go. the lack of <laughs> critical success with Batman v Superman... They said he'd never die, and then he grew hair, and then he became Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really getting into it. But so after Batman v Superman, Warner Brothers was like, oh, no. Oh, no, that critical, critical success is not going to let us get a billion dollars. Um, we need a guy like Kevin Feige. So what they did is hire actually a brilliant guy in, in Geoff Johns. <laughs> <laughs> Tier three Geoff Johns. Oh, God. Yeah, for sure. Who actually is a, he's the editor of DC Comics. And I will say this, DC Comics is killing it right now. With Rebirth, they outsell Mar- Marvel like crazy. Oh, you mean in comic book in form? In comic book form. Graphic novels. And, and so he, the guy's a mastermind, but I don't think he's either started, because Suicide Squad was already done when he joined. He, I don't think he's started, or he is also getting pushed around by the studio. Because even the movies that are being worked on now are having issues. Tons of issues. So yeah, that's issues. so studio interference. I also think uh, what also the movies have done wrong. Yeah, um, let's go through. Confusing setup. I think you guys would agree with this. They're trying so hard to catch up with Avengers that they're saying, we have Man of Steel. Um, we haven't made a movie for three years. Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Justice like, League. Let's introduce 30 characters all at once. And then we're not going to do them. Origins, which I, Origins are tired, but for some of these... You need to see Orange. You have to understand. I can hear the pitch meeting now, guys. It was like, okay, guys, so you know how Marvel did standalone movies, a series of standalone movies, and then joined everyone all together? What if we did the opposite? They're like, hey, what path would get us the least amount of money <laughs> and upset people the most? Let's no, do no, that. They're, they're, they're saying, let's do the big movie first and then do the standalone movies. Right. Boom, opposite. It's confusing. Yeah. It's counterintuitive. Except for the fact that everyone knows who Batman is. Everyone knows who Superman is. You can jump into and a movie like that without having a To DC's credit, Batman. they have that. But also, I think that is a weakness for them because then they say, everyone knows who Superman is. Well, let's make him the heart. Oh, no, let's make a modern Superman. And while I love the modern Superman, he is not the heart of the DC universe right now. And he needs to be. No, he's not. He is not the leader he needs to be. Yes. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. He hasn't even been in the sunshine. Are you dealing with what's wrong? Yeah. Because yes. I, I have a very short version. All right. Unlike Kent's really long version. Wow. Um, <laughs> In short, I feel like DC takes themselves too seriously in film, at least lately. They lost the camp. Everyone's trying to be Nolan. My floor. Everyone's trying to be Nolan because Nolan's films were fantastic. The first two were. And Snyder, Snyder. I'm glad you didn't disagree with that. But these people are not Nolan. They're not Nolan. And they need to stop trying to be Nolan. You're saying other, that Zack Snyder's trying to be Nolan? The guy who made 300, the guy who made Watchmen is trying to be Christopher Nolan? They're trying he to do... He made his own movie. They're and trying to do the darker gritty, tone. because it's gritty, that doesn't mean it's Christopher Nolan. 
No, but that's the thing is like Christopher Nolan brought such a sense of realism and yes. grit to the Batman character. But that's why they didn't that he revitalized use Christian Bale's Batman look, look, because look. they didn't want it to be grounded anymore. I can resolve anymore. this, right? They hired Zack Snyder because he had the dark, gritty tone to follow after Christopher Very Nolan's possible. tone. Very possible. Right? So, like, so here's my proposal. He's just a natural progression. DC takes themselves far too seriously. Mm-hmm. Marvel is taking themselves way too light. Like, they're not taking themselves seriously. In fact, the director of Thor, the Ragnar run, uh, came out and said, this is going to be, quote, the funniest portrayal of Thor in film. And I just went, no, no. We don't need more funny Thor. Although I will admit, I found those clips of him and his roommate pretty funny. We all love humor. Yes. Of course we do. But I just want that middle ground. Why can't we just swing the pendulum back to the middle and have Marvel take themselves a little more seriously and DC have a little more fun? And that would be the comic movie I would stand behind. I hear you. Because I have issues with both sides. I'm not like Kent where I'm a complete complete Marvel hater, hater, and I'm not like Jacob where I'm a complete DC hater. I'm not a complete DC hater. Batman v Superman. I would actually say Jake is actually... Like the record of Jake I would just actually say you're just over. fatigued of both. Like, you haven't liked any superhero movies in a while. It's true. Yeah, but he's not used to moving pictures on screens. I know. It's weird. <laughs> it's overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> it's overwhelming. <laughs> hey, look, I actually have a thought, too, on the same thing. I know we we got a lot to go through, honestly, we do. don't we? Yeah. But uh, it's actually well, circling does. back to Kent's focus groups. I think the thing DC has lost is heart. Is this is the single thing like because they're they're trying to sell? They're aiming for money. They're not aiming for uh, anything artistic. Let's face it; all studios are aiming for money. Now, look, it's the indie films that actually get to have. Obviously, all studios are aiming for money, but to give a director his vision, and I'm not saying Marvel even does this. Marvel doesn't do this. But Marvel knows how to control their directors. Yep. Look at uh, Ant Man. Well, they they got rid of Edgar Wright. I mean. If we're going to talk about PR issues, they both have their stuff, and DC's going through it right now. I yes. think this is their hiccup we right sh- now. We should discuss that, too. The reason that this became brought up is because Ben Affleck, who was set to direct the standalone Batman this movie, is probably everyone points, was right? so excited. Because this is a huge talking but this point. Is, I, I, might, yeah, this is why we kind of are doing this whole show. Mm-hmm. He stepped down as director, and people are going insane. Yes. And there's also rumors, quote unquote, that he may be stepping down. A out movie as Batman, blogger said he wanted to step down, but that that may not be true. We don't know. But but he's not directing. Well, the it Batman definitely film. it definitely sets a precedent. I mean, if he steps down from being the director and helping with writing. I mean, he's still going to produce or something. I think, right? Yeah, and he's still and potentially still going to start. But I mean, but, but it's know, just everyone sad. everyone starts saying, "What's wrong with DC?" That's kind of what. Well, what sad Ben Affleck up. is like. I I don't want to be controlled. I want to get out of here. Like that seems like. Could you imagine the pressure this guy's feeling though? Oh hey, my gosh. make the best Batman movie ever and redeem this whole franchise. Oh, and by the way, we're going to tell you what to do. Yes. Right? Like, oh my gosh. No, if they my could wrists. just back away and do their thing. Christopher Nolan, after he made Batman Begins, Warner Bro- even though Batman Begins didn't make a ton of money, Warner Brothers said, you know what? We're going to write a blank check. Any movie you want to make. And he's like, Inception, do it. You know, Prestige, and Look do how it. that turned out. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> oh no, so many sound bites. <laughs> the wannabe illusionist. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Anyway, so can we move on to what DC I feel has done right in these? Oh, uh, do we have to talk about that? I feel like I want to. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. They gave us a, they gave us Wonder Woman. Number 1. The plain and simple they gave us Wonder Woman. <laughs> they, they haven't we yet. can't we can't bank on that. Yeah. It hasn't happened. Uh, have you not seen Wonder Woman we on film? We haven't all been to the future, Kent. I have for those 5 minutes. She was good. <laughs> Thunderstruck. <laughs> no, no, that's pretty good. No, Wonder Woman is the quintessential female hero. I mean, we have a lack of female heroes on screen. So you're and saying gave DC us, is we need a hero? Feminism? Yeah, I would say so. Absolutely. Look at DC. That's your number one girls. thing that DC has done right. 
It's it's number one of many. It's a bullet point <laughs> list. All right. People could say Black Widow. Um, have they given Black Widow her own movie? Have they even flirted with the idea? She's they, had she's had more screen time than Wonder Woman. She's flirted a lot. Uh, she's also been in fourteen movies. Wonder Woman has her own movie coming out this June. She'll probably still have more dialogue. Really? Are you going to fight for that? Well, There's no honestly, way. Honestly, that's, a, Even that's Scarlet, a valid point. I mean, Scarlett Johansson said, I would like to see a Black Widow movie. And Marvel's like, yeah, that'd be good. It's not in our big picture, though. But well, that'd be nice. Well, and truth be told, Black Widow, at least I don't feel it is that interesting of a character, not as much as Wonder Woman. Right. Well, she's been... I don't know how you can dispute covered. the fact so that we have Wonder Woman on screen at this point. We right, don't, right. but so, we yeah, do, it's cool. but it's like we haven't really got her. She's basically like the, coming out she's basically the mater of the D- Batman v Superman movie. <laughs> what does it even mean? The, the side mater. character. She was a side character. Are you referencing who cars? came in and became beloved? Now they be the who killed movie. it in a five minutes. Oh man, I'm sorry. She did great. I'm not saying she didn't do great. I'm just saying you're sitting there saying like we have Wonder Woman and the wonderful movie she had, and it's like she hasn't had her movie yet. It yeah, but you're saying long. it's not happening. It's happening June. No, it's happening. I'm saying it hasn't happened yet. Okay. As of this recording of this podcast. No, we it's, 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 it, it's the number one movie of all time. So what you're saying is we need a female hero. Yes. You're holding out for a female hero till the end of the night. <laughs> she's got to be fast and she's got to be strong. She's got to be fresh from the fight. Secondly, <laughs> what this series has done, and I know I will disagree with a lot of people on Man of Steel, but it gave us, it, it gave Superman an actual villain and it gave him science fiction. I really enjoyed that part of Man you of Steel. You mean Zod from Superman 2? I mean actual Zod in a fight, not Zod in throwing the Superman S. Yes, because punching Zod. each other through buildings for 12 hours is entertaining. It is. Can, can, can I tell you something you really need to hear? Yes. I like Man of Steel. Thank you. Can I tell you something You're you really okay. need to hear? It's not as bad the second time around. You li- you can even <laughs> say you liked it a lot more. I did. Anyways. The first time I saw it, I was like, I don't like this Superman. The second time I watched it, I'm like, oh, this is so much better than Batman v Superman. Also... It gave us, um, so another thing it did right for me, me. I know. it gave us an older Batman <laughs> You've with an on. established backstory. No longer did, and granted, we still saw the origin, He's which not is even annoying. looking at me. He's just talking to Jacob now. <laughs> so we got to see grizzled Batman with 20 years of history because we've seen the history in 20 years of movies. Now we can actually, he can just like talk about the time when he met up with the Riddler or he fought Scarecrow or something like that when the Joker killed a certain character. Oh, everyone knows. Wait, do you really think that we're going to have a non like Batman watching his parents die? Again? We already did that. I think we're going to have Batman watching Robin die. That would be spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> oh, now I can see it. <laughs> I'd say that'd be great. And lastly, messed up. I think the one thing Warner brothers has a uh, one thing that Warner brothers themselves allowed to have happened. The good thing is that they allowed the ultimate cut to be released. Because what if, like, it was just teased? It shouldn't have had a four-hour cut. I agree. I, I would have watched, watched that all day I long. I would have watched that. No. I would watch it six times I instead have, of the five times. I can't watch, can watch it and tell you what was different and get, get the... And it would be an awesome movie, No, honestly, right? two and a half to three hours, I was like, there's no way that 30 minutes is going to make up it does, all the It things. does, though, actually. But mm. Well, Joel doesn't think so. So I'm sure that's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> about right. But but four hours? I think it He said I was right, too. Moulin Rouge is terrible. All right, what, what else? <gasps> I don't mean it. I don't, I don't mean it. That was, that was a lie. I'm out of here. What else is right? Um, so that's all I put for the right. So <laughs> for my right, <laughs> that's your I can look, Do you want me going all day? I could. Yeah, he could. Okay, okay. Let's go over to me. So what DC did right is they've done Batman right. I think in Batman v Superman, he was the best part. It, I had no problems with Ben Affleck as Batman. Superman, Which is weird because we all hated the idea originally. We did. But well, Ben Affleck hated, sold we, it. I hated Heath Ledger as the Joker too, and I was wrong. Yes. But uh, Superman is where they fail. And they keep trying to put him as the tent pole, but they've made him to be unhappy with his role as the Boy Scout and the savior of mankind. Mm-hmm. And he needs to smile more. He needs to enjoy who he is. He needs to embrace his role as Superman. Similar, if you'll pardon me for saying this, Kent, I'm listening. Similar to Val Kilmer 
accepting his role wow. as Batman <laughs> in Batman Forever. <laughs> Where he doesn't be man because he, he doesn't be Batman because he has to be. He be he he be he Batman because he wants to be. <laughs> I'll be outside. Catch me outside. How about that? Oh, <laughs> don't bring that meme on the show. That was well prepared sentence there. But I think that if they just made Superman Superman, it would help hold up the rest of the movies. Can I make a small little pitch right here? Sure. I really think this is yes. Superman was really underwritten in Batman v Superman. I mean, the movie is half his. It should have been Man of Steel. Save Martha! Sorry, I love that scene. But I think he was so poorly written. He's lying, don't worry. <laughs> I'm lying about my love. <laughs> about my love? <laughs> <laughs> He's so poorly written, but I do think his arc works. I think Man of Steel, the introduction of him to Earth and kind of realizing what his powers are. Give me a little bit of time here. I feel like you want to jump in. Batman v Superman, him saying... Yeah, I could save people, but it's not really my thing. In fact, this isn't really my planet. To the end, giving his life for the people of this planet. For Whereas a limited time only. Man of Steel 2. Kind of what Man of Steel 2, when he comes back, and granted, he'll be back in Justice League. We know that. But I want to see... What? A, I want Spoilers! To, I want to see a fully fleshed out <laughs> story where he says he embraces his role. And he says, you know what? I'm here to save people. And I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to look for opportunities. And I'm so. not going to frown. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Pretty much. That's what he should can say. I, can I bring this up, And though? so I think that should be the arc, because I, I do think there is an arc there. It's just taking a, it's a long road. Well, and here's my issue, though, is the fact that, okay, yes, Nolan brought Batman to gritty realism. Yes. Which was interesting, because, you know, he's such a, a bizarre character to put in a real world. And the rogues gallery is so colorful and strange. But they made it work. Yes. Superman cannot work in a realistic world in the same manner. Because he is literally an alien from outer space who flies. He has superpowers. He is not real. I'm sorry, Jacob. What? Actually, I'm more sad about that one. <laughs> um, he's not real, and they keep trying to bring it into this realism. And I think that's where they fail is because I, I totally agree. I, th- I think that him coming to Earth and that kind of dealing with, oh, it's an alien and things like that. Sure. That was interesting in Man of Steel. Uh, but I, do, I think they need to leave that realism behind and, and embrace See, the fantastical. I feel like they need to embrace the science fiction more because I thought that the part on Krypton, I thought that really set the pace for the movie. It was the best part. And I think Batman v Superman, the tone changed all the way from it did. Uh, science fiction to almost Christopher Nolan. Jor-El was, I mean, he was the master and commander over there. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was, he had a beautiful mind on Krypton. <laughs> it was a good year. He was one of the nice guys, Ken. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so stupid. I hate that I'm playing along. <laughs> Quick name another Russell Crowe movie. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I mean, he wasn't just a gladiator while he was there, right? Oh. He was no good. No, In all seriousness, <laughs> well played. I thought you were going no, somewhere. Krypton so, was good. Krypton was good, though. So, can we part. talk about what I think DC is doing and what we think DC is doing right and wrong outside of the movies? Which we've already kind of discussed. Well, there is TV to discuss. No, but I, oh, yeah, but I mean, I was going to mention the fact that kind of like you said that, you know, DC's swinging for the fences, trying to go for the biggest hit oh, yeah. film, and they shouldn't. They really should have gone with, the, with what they could have done. And they have done some TV right. Because if you notice, right now, D- Marvel's killing in film, DC's killing in TV. Yes. Well. Marvel's not doing as well. Like, I yeah. think it's arguable because of the Netflix series. Like the expanded universe and Netflix. Right. They, they, we just think it's, Netflix, we don't know numbers, but I'm sure they're doing very well. Critically, yeah. very Critically. well. With, with Luke Cage, we, we should clarify, with Luke Cage and Daredevil and Jessica Jones, those are all Marvel I feel properties. like it's a mixed bag. And they're doing the Defenders But it's now. so weird that they're so dang serious on Netflix and almost oh, rated yeah. R at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And their movies are very PG-13, whereas DC's like, we're very rated R in film. And our TV shows are a CW. Very rated yeah. R in It's film? a very... Pretty much. Watch the Ultimate uh, Cut. I'm pretty sure Marvel's... Ben Affleck's rear? Ben, I was just going to say, Ben Affleck's butt might disagree. <laughs> Man, say, you beat Deadpool me to it. is Marvel. 
Who? Deadpool. That's an R rated. Marvel would never have made. But Marvel lo- never would I'm have made Deadpool. I'm saying that Deadpool so and Fox Logan made Logan, which is rated R. Yeah, Marvel never would have done That's that. That's what I'm saying, though. Is those Marvel are more R rated there? And yeah, way to go, the- Fox. Man, we need a Logan review. Oh, I've seen it. I know. We need it for the show. Yeah, don't yeah. do it. The listener wants it. But uh, and, and if you don't know the DC shows on TV, that's where you get like Arrow and Flash and Supergirl, like the the, the CW trifecta. No, it's crazy. Legends of Tomorrow, uh, next season's Black Lightning. They're yep. basically saying, "Hey, we're making money, and people are watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's keep making it." And, and they're like, well, they're just like imitating Marvel, but on the small screen, yeah. right? And they're creating their own little. Smart. They're but a little Justice League. The problem is they need to get off the CW. I know that's the only network that will house them currently, mm-hmm. but the problem with every single CW show, including Buffy, is nothing. Is that they become a CW show. Yes. Where all of a sudden it's all about love Joel, triangles and, Joel, I hear and mistaken you. identities. I actually think the female ri- uh, characters on these shows are written pretty terribly. Actually, oh, on the ones currently? Yeah, on, Joel, on Buffy. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a certain show on CW that doesn't do that. Do you know what show that is, Joel? Oh, iZombie. I, oh, no, no. It's iZombie. Pretty, pretty Little Liars. <laughs> That's a no, free form. Supernatural is not, is not strayed right. from its original I'm sorry. Original I, I can only watch uh, Jared Pilecki in Gilmore Girls. I can't Stop. accept him as... You mean a, Dean? I, yeah. yeah, I can't accept him as a non-Dean. Yeah. But I will say that, that DC is owning network TV. They have that other show, Powerless, which I'll probably never bother to watch. I'm intrigued by that one. I actually don't know if it's any good. Yeah. It's a straight-up comedy, and it's kind of weird. The tonal shifts... Of both corporations, like with TV and movies. Well, I mean, it's the same tonal shifts we've seen in the comics, too. I mean, you had the campy comics. You have the darker Frank Miller comics. And that's, okay, getting into that. It drives me nuts that everyone, like, everyone sits there and says, well, that's not how Batman is. Or that's not how Superman is. And I want to say... There's so many variations. Yeah, there's so many variations you can choose from here. Just because Frank Miller did this really dark and gritty comic doesn't mean every Batman after him has to follow one of those dark and gritty comics. Do you know what I think DC is probably strongest in? Superman. Animated movies. DC animated is the top of the game. Like Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. And, well, and that's uh, that's old school. I mean, if we're going yeah, animated that's, that's series. That's one of my favorites, time. personally. But now it's like Under the Red Hood. We have yes. um, Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I mean, yeah, Justice League War. Well, they probably have people that care about it doing it there. Well, it's it's a know? lot of the the comic writers yeah. who are taking care of this. Look and a lot voice, of the old voices. A lot of good voice actors in there, too, well. yeah. So, I mean, they're just really killing it there. They're just not able to translate that success. And it's granted, really those, those cartoons are very dark. Mm-hmm. And they probably are like variations of the movies now. But people can accept that in animated form for some reason. Low investment. But that's all I want to talk about with the background. All, all right. right. Can we do some pitches? Well, yeah. yeah. You wanted to do... So can we... Do we do want to move into what... Batman. Maybe we should build up to Batman. No, no. I was going to say we're talking about Let's Batman. Let's build up to Batman. What? Yeah, I'm with him. We're talking about Batman right Let's, now. Let's do Flash. Don't flash me. <laughs> All right. Hilarious. Hilarious. Kent, he didn't mind last time either. I'll go first on this one because I know your pitch is going to last at least half the rest of the show. You're right. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Do you like how every time I'm like, Joel, I didn't really focus on pitches. Oh, yeah. And then I write a page for each. All right. Well, let's wrap up the show. It's <laughs> okay. So what I think needs to be done with the flash is they need to stop making it so CW, like I said before. Oh, that, I know. Are I you know. talking about the movie? I'm talking about the TV show. I'll get to the movie. Okay. They need to stop with the love triangles and the misunderstandings and stick to fighting bad guys and stop making everything so big, like world-ending problems every time. Let him fight a grod every now and then, which they have, but they kind of go... Actually, actually, a great grod episode. Yeah, he just did. Yeah, yes. I still have to watch that one. Uh, but they need, to, they need to kind of just get back to that, like the, a monster of a week kind of a thing. I'm perfectly fine with that. 
get out of the flashpoint. It's getting a little messy at this point. And they just, ruined it. They ruined the whole storyline. Because we for a while there was like, oh, they're going to go somewhere really yep. brave. And now it became this kind of, ugh, again, we're doing another dimension. Oh, we're doing another Earth. Oh, we're doing another timeline. Meh. So here's what they need to do. In the movies, they need to cast Grant Gustin and get rid of Ezra Miller. Because, uh, for those of you who don't know, Grant yeah. Gustin is the Flash on the TV show. And then they cast a different guy for the Justice League. He so you're saying Batman they should Superman. get rid of Justice League. Do you remember guy? that weird dream that wasn't a dream, but was a dream, but wasn't a dream in Batman v Superman when Bruce Wayne saw a weird person yelling at him in a bright light? There is no spoon. And it may have been a dream. We don't know. But uh, yeah, I remember that nonsense. That was apparently Flash. And then they could easily, no one recognized him. They could swap Ezra Miller out with Grant Gustin. They have a built-in audience to go and watch it. And then they're going to have some more success that way. I feel like they need to embrace the TV roles into the movie roles because I feel like they're doing well there. They should not keep separating it. And I think Grant Gustin has made a good Barry Allen and I want to see more of him. Oh, and they need to stop with the speedsters. Not every single ultimate arch, right. arch enemy of the flash has to be a speedster. Please, please. I don't care how many times we have to see him fight against zoom or opposite or uh, what is not opposite flash. What is it? Dark flash reverse flash. reverse flash. That's what it is. Stop with the speedster. This is a Marvel trope that they're doing there. It's like you use the same yes. power and then you make it just bigger and darker or something. They have to fight against Superman it. and Zod. Now, Joel, we all love, we all like Grant Gustin, right? We love him. He's a decent actor for the CW. Right. Skinny, relatable guy. Has superpowers. That's kind of nice. He's not a big screen actor. Not you don't in know the that. least. You don't know that. Ezra Miller? Fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. And granted, I'll what wait. What has Ezra Miller done? I'll wait to defend him. Uh, Stanford Prison Exper- uh, Experiment. Haven't seen Perks it. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Haven't seen He's it. He's phenomenal in. Oh, good. He's we have a, a movie about a wallflower being a superhero. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jeez. Give me something good. Uh, Give me something Perks of Being a Wallflower is an amazing movie. Go watch that movie and oh, tell me a he's a bad actor. It's a great indie film. He's not it a big great screen actor. Film. He is so watch him on the big screen. You'd be like sold Grant Gustin. Nice guy. Not really believable. Even his like romance with Iris. That's the worst part of that's the show. Iris's fault. Is it? She's not that good of an actress. Well, she she is the worst is what she is. <laughs> and look from the pilot on the flash. While the first season is amazing. Second, third, I'm kind of done watching it. It's kind of puttering out. It is puttering out. And the flash should not be puttering out. That's all I'm going to say is because, oh, no, no, no. That's not all you're going to say. Here's all I'm going to say. Stop lying. Yeah, where's your pitch? What what DC did to separate the TV shows, because remember, Stephen Amell was like, Stephen, you know, Amell, like Stephen Amell, Amell being Oliver Arrow. Queen or the Arrow. I like Stephen Amell okay. He's actually he was probably great in Out of the Shadows. You're right. Turtles. I'm going to be a detective. <laughs> My name's Casey Jones, I like him okay dude. as Arrow. He is Batman light, right? And that is his role. But he was like, hey, DC, DC movies, can I be Arrow in the big screen? Can I be in the Justice League? And they're like... Now we're probably going to recast you with like Charlie Hunnam or something like that. And we're recasting Flash with this other guy. And the reason for doing this, and I actually think, I think it was intentional. Because they hate money. I think it was an intentional slight. And fans. But I think it's smart. What DC has going for is the multiverse. And so that's how they explained it. They said, hey, TV people, you're in another dimension. You're in another universe. Our Justice League is in our universe. Okay. No, I get it. I, get I mean, how, how are you going to do that to the, the That wasn't the to you. That was to, the, that was to the executives being like, oh, come on. I think it's a great explanation, honestly. The multiverse? I love it. I love, I love yeah, I love DC's multiverse all the way. What are you doing? Joel's playing footsie with me. No, I wasn't. <laughs> so I was just trying to return the favor. That's all. He's kicking my shin. <laughs> 
So I like that there is a This is the separate- last time we record in a love sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we blew it. I like that there is a separate entity. I like that this Supergirl, who her show is just kind of mediocre, oh God, won't have to be good. in the movies. I like the Flash's crappy suit in the TV show, I which is made it. out of pleather, won't be in the movies because it's not movie quality. It is. It is not at all. Oh, so we get armored Flash Man. Wait, wait, wait. So we probably got a suit made by Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, he, did. he and Spider Man did. Look, and what seriously should have happened though is they should have planned the, the big screen and small screen together. Had the actors they want for the big screen, put them in the small screen. If they would have had give a them the plan. good props, invest into everything, right? And then they would have like a whole plan, a whole strategy. That would have been and unique. It would all be good. That would have been and unique. it would have been unique. See, and I'll, I'll say this. I think there is always piecemeal. I think there is. I think it. It is sadly intentionally piecemeal because I think Marvel and DC, they have the same problem. Like we have agents of shield, which is like, Hey, remember what happened in, in Avengers? Here's a side character from the Avengers. Yeah. And it's some random person because there are, there's actually different ownership for Marvel. There's a guy named Perlmutter who does the TV side of Disney. Don't make up names. Yeah. That's, that's a tier two name right there. Perlmutter. My father was, and then Feige has the cinematic version tier three and they do not get along. And so the defenders will never be in Avengers. Like we'll never see Luke Cage in the Avengers on the big screen because they don't get along and there's not a lot of communication there. Well, it makes I think sense. DC They're probably has the same issue. They're like CW is really low budget and our movies are a whole different animal. Let's try to explain this away. Yeah, but but that's, that's exactly just, what it is. Yeah, so that's explain your pitch. All right, moving on to the next one. So, Flash movie. Do you have a Flash movie pitch nope. at all? No. Really? Basically, I was just going to say Grant Gustin. Let's you just you just said and don't do a speedster. You just said. Make the show go six seasons in a movie. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying I'm saying bring the show back to Monster of the Week and then recast Ezra Miller's Grant Gustin. So even though Justice League is already made and Ezra Miller is there. Yes. They, just... they do CGI these days. <laughs> All right, Kent, what else you got? All right, so The Flash. Mm-hmm. It's having some issues. I'm going to lean back for this. Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> the original director was Seth Graham Smith, who did such great epics as Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. You guys are playing footsie again, aren't you? <laughs> I, I leaned back and I kicked his foot. <laughs> wow. And so he, they kicked him off. I'm going to move this TV tray with the sodas on it. <laughs> so they kicked uh, Seth Graham Smith off the project as director. They hired the guy who did Dope, why which is a very why, cool indie movie. Why'd they do that? They didn't, I, I who guess. Knows? They wanted he made guy. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Well, yeah. The guy's a good author. I like his books. No, no he's funny. But the movie's not so good. So they hired the guy who did Dope, which is an indie Sundance movie, and it's, you know, it's quirky. Was that movie dope? So um, <laughs> he he actually quit uh, last year because he's, he wanted to make a grittier version of Flash. And they were, DC's like, whoa, whoa, we don't want to go gritty anymore. Can we take it easy with the grit? I'm sure they did. No, they did. That's actually in the, well, they didn't say, whoa, whoa. But they said, we didn't want the gritty version he wanted to give us. Mm-hmm. Because the Flash is kind of like Spider-Man. The Flash, whether you watch the Justice League animated series or whatnot, he's the wisecrack. Well, Even though he's always screwing up the universe, he's the wisecracker. He has to be with such serious characters. Oh, right. He's a comic relief. Not everyone can be the comic relief, though. That's my point with DC. True. So, this this movie, they're going to have to get a new director because they don't currently have one. It's going to be Joe Cornish. You realize he hasn't even gotten to his pitch yet. I know. Joe Cornish, remind me who that is. Attack the Block. He also wrote... Love Attack the Block. He wrote Ant-Man with Edgar Wright. Hated Ant-Man. But the, the Edgar Wright parts, you know you like. Ant-Man was almost good. But <laughs> it like, was almost good. The, the parts they overused, the good Edgar Wright stuff they overused, you know there was brilliance in there somewhere. Yeah. 
Nuggets are brilliant. Let it be noted, Kent referred Although to Ant Man as my having brother brilliance. Is, my brother, by the way, <laughs> my brother is convinced that uh, the reason we didn't like Ant Man is because Edgar Wright was removed from it, and he thinks we're just biased. That's not true at all. It's because it's lame. Okay, we ready? Barry Allen has a busy life. When he's not trying to win the heart of Iris West, he's trying to fulfill his duties as a CSI for the Central City Police Department. Oh, and he also needs to protect the city daily from minor annoyances like Mirror Master, Heatwave, and Captain Cold. I thought we were talking about the movie. We're talking about the movie. This is the movie. That's the TV show, though. This is a different version. Do you realize that it's The Flash? No, no, no dude. No. It's a different universe, and so the TV show doesn't exist, are they so you still... can make a movie exactly replicating the TV show. That's true. Now, hear me Are out. we, we going to use the guys from Prison Break for those two? No. Okay. Heavens, no. But I do like the camp in the TV show, honestly. Yeah. Continuing on. Mm-hmm. Barry Allen is torn as he needs to be everywhere at once, and he almost can. But something has to give. One of his rogues has been watching The Flash, and he has a master plan to take out everyone that is important to him. The speedster is generally capable of handling many rogues, but he has never faced the weather wizard. Wait, he's facing rogue? The weather wizard. He's you, facing you said rogue. Rogues. Uh, he has rogues. Right. Rogue. There's more than one? Did let, she clone herself? Let me educate you. Hey, y'all. On what villains I'm going to suck your called. power out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not getting the connection. Family friendly. <laughs> I did not take it to a dark rogue, place. Rogue is a character from yeah, X-Men. Yeah, who, X-Men who, rogue. Like pulls powers out of people. I, I recognize that. What does it have to do with what he was saying? Rogues is another term for bad guys. Oh, that's, man. So, you know, like Batman has the rogues gallery. Right, right. Flash literally has the rogues. Can't they watch, call them. Can't watch Mulan Rogue. <laughs> yes. Mulan Rogue. <laughs> I still don't understand your pitch. Please, please keep going. The Weather Wizard. He's, he's, he's pitching the Flash I'm pitching the basically. Wizard. Has the Flash Weather is, Wizard been on the TV? Yes, he has. Okay. Flash is not facing. Because I stopped like that, after. Right? No, couldn't be then. Yeah, it was the guy who controlled the weather. Remember him? He's from the pilot? Around there, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a weather guy in Mid-season. the pilot. There, That's true. There are yeah, so the many pilot metas. was a weather, weather guy. So I'm talking, so I want to talk about the tone of the Flash movie. It's not going to be total world ending. It's not even going to be like incredibly dramatic. I want this to be a romantic comedy. With, between the wizard? With action the, movie. Weather wizard and Flash? Are between Flash and Iris West. Okay. Okay. I want this to be a quirky, fun movie because it's the Flash and he is a fun, dynamic character. Ezra Miller has t- a ton of charisma. And let me give you the, because I want to separate this from the TV show. Well, you, I hate how you guys lose so much who's, patience with my Who's pitches. directing this? Uh, Joe Cornish, yeah, like I, I described like five minutes remember ago. Remember the Block and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So here's the origin, because I do want to separate this from the TV show, because actually I think they're going to remake the TV show origin completely, and I'm worried about it. To the outside world, I'm just an ordinary forensic scientist. <laughs> <laughs> but to others. Particularly on The Flash. So Barry Allen, and we're going to have this in flashback because this will not be an origin movie. Flashback. Uh, <laughs> that could be the name. Yeah. So Barry Allen, Barry <laughs> Allen is walking home after a date, and he's swept up in a flash of lightning. Uh, lightning, and it's going to be a yellow streak. Okay, this is just in a flashback. This will not be the main villain. I think you had a yellow streak when we went on Cannibal. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> so the reverse flash grabs him and thrusts him into the speed force, and it seems like Barry's about to die. Like he's just, about, you know, because it's it's like a whirlwind basically for anyone that doesn't know. Okay, it's just incredibly fast. You don't know where you are, time and space, whatever. It's the TARDIS. And so right when he well, feels like... Now everyone will understand. <laughs> now everyone's on board. <laughs> right when he feels like he's about to die, divine in- intervention, lightning strikes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going there. Not really divine, but what? It just sounds an awful lot like the first discussion at this point. <laughs> Go on. Lightning strikes in the speed force and hits the, the reverse flash or the, the yellow speedster. Boom, they separate. Okay? 
So Barry's like, he gets lost in the Speed Force. He wakes up a month later, been in a coma this whole time. And that's how he gets his power. So it's not going to be, he was struck by lightning in the lab and he's in a coma for a little bit. Because he was literally taken into the street, the Speed Force. And when he wakes up, we're going to see a three minute music montage of him losing, or him learning his powers. And that's all we're going to see. What's the music? She's so high, (laughs) high above me. She's so lovely. No, it's got to be run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have I got a long way to run? <laughs> or you can run, you can run. <laughs> like, you can run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love. My love, my love. <laughs> oh, that was the best part of the show. Okay, so <laughs> I know I've gone forever and this is, is what I do with pitches. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, we still have a Batman one to get through. The big scene in this movie, because I want this to, wants be to be fun. to do Cyborg and Wonder Woman and oh. who knows what else. The big scene in this movie. All right, here's the big, what's the big scene? Because the weather, I admit the weather wizard is dumb, but I want this to be a rogues movie. And maybe they all gather together at the end to try to stop him. And they're trying to kill Iris West. Your joke makes sense now, yeah. by the way. Who is, yeah. Yes, who is trying to kill, um, they're trying to kill Iris West. She is on a cruise ship. And so they take her boat out, out into the Atlantic. The weather wizard brings up all these. Is it Iris from the TV show, though? No, oh. it's uh, Kiersey Clement. She was in Dope. As Otherwise, well, I'd say, go ahead and let her die. Yeah. I, uh, for the TV show, I'd agree. Ouch. Which is really dark. Jeez, you guys, come on. So this cruise ship is like basically the love of his life and thousands of people on a cruise ship are about to be killed. They're about to sink this boat. And so he has to run out into the water. So he's running over water and there are waves. Joel, come it's just, on. It's just very religious at this point. Hardly. He, this is a flash. <laughs> he can run on the ocean. But there are waves, and so he has to run and save everyone as the ship is exploding and get like pick him up in the water, and he has to take him from coast to coast. Or like throw, I just want this to be an incredible-looking scene because running is not that cool. Can he punch a shark while he's running? Uh, there oh will be gosh, an Aquaman I'm scene. Yeah, no, if he, he can punch a shark. Shark comes up, he just... <laughs> but the thing is, if he stops at any point to pick someone up, he will fall into the water. And what he needs to do is stay on top of the water. So he has to, like... Like jump off the side of the fault of the sinking boat or run from coast to coast and save people that way, hundreds of people that way. And I just want this to be an incredible looking scene. That's all. I just want this big climactic scene from a very likable movie. Look, where'd you get this idea from uh, this, for that scene? Actually, so uh, my friend Ben and I at work, we we storyboarded together today. Wow, nice. <laughs> yeah. Literally on a whiteboard because No, just in our heads. <laughs> okay. Thank heaven. You know, say what you want, by the way, about the about the TV show, but man, I really like that theme song, the flash theme song they have in there. That because as you were saying that shark scene, I was just picturing the theme song yeah, in my see? head and I was like, that'd be really cool. But so. just imagine him like running over these crested waves and stuff like that and trying to keep his standing and like still run on the bottom side of the, the wave. I just think it would be so cool looking. It would be cool. And with a big budget, it could be great. That's how most big uh, box office movies happen is they're like, hey, I have this really cool idea for a climax. Let's make a movie around yeah. it. Yeah, Transformers. So. More than meets the eye. I'm done with the flash, pi- <laughs> flash pitch. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> now let's go to the Batman. <laughs> You're at my feet, Joel? <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys have been touching each other's feet too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't Batman. I think it's been enough. Okay, have we built up to Batman enough? <clears throat> I think so. Do you, so. Is there others that you're wanting to do, Ken? No, no. Don't give me the option. Right, have you not done a Batman pitch? No, I, oh, I have one. Okay, please do. Yeah, Joel. Okay. Here's my pitch. And it's not a full blown out storyboarded scripted pitch. I've got one. He's going to be like, Batman doesn't suck. And Ken's, Your turn, Ken's not going to like any of it. I'm excited. Bring back Burton. What? I say. <laughs> what? I say. That's, the, mm, no, that's no. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, have you listened to yourself today? Um, wow. <laughs> No, okay. Here's my pitch. I know you are, but what am I? Bring back Burton. Bring back some of the camp. 
bring the pendulum back a little bit to the so middle. Do you mean not exactly Burton, but bring back that style or actually bring back Burton? Burton hasn't done a lot, but bring um, maybe that style. But if I had to pick director, I'd say, yeah, Tim, the thing you did in the first and second, let's try and do a third and not go too crazy. But has he been able to make a good movie since then? Bring back Burton. Bring back some of the camp. I want to see a man bat story. Now, for those of you who don't know who man bat is, let me break it down for you. Dr. Kirk Landstrom, a zoologist who specialized in the study of chirpatology. <laughs> who hasn't? <laughs> studied rats. Developed an extract intended to give humans a bat sonar sense. He tested the formula on himself because he was becoming deaf. The extract worked, but it had a horrible side effect. It transformed him into a hideous man-sized bat. Basically, he's a bat. Or he's, a, he's a man-sized bat that wears pants. It's a ridiculous character, but I think that's what you need at this point. Because we've had so many of these realistic characters. What well, is something Tim Burton could do? I want to go supernatural. And I feel like Man Bat is a very good... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's a very good opposite to Batman. Thanks for trying to be serious about that. Well, no, because Batman... Yeah, he, yeah, he's literally the opposite name. He is. But Batman has the duality of Bruce Wayne versus Batman. And he has to kind of juggle between those two. Man Bat is actually a Jekyll and... <laughs> It's a Jekyll and Hyde story because he doesn't just transform into man bat. He has a serum that he uses yeah. and it's like this kind of drug that he gets addicted to and it is a Jekyll and Hyde story. And so he struggles with duality as well, whereas he's wanting to become the Batman. Batman wants to become Bruce Wayne. There's a duality there. I think they could play well off each other. I get it. And also, I just wanted to see man bat because he terrified me in Arkham. Oh, uh, goodness. In uh, Arkham 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 Knight game. Did not see that coming. Was great. And I actually know Man-Bat from when I was a kid. I used to have a comic that had a bunch of different characters in it. Yeah. Man-Bat was in there, and I was, was like, that's cool. He's like a werewolf, but he's a bat. Man-Bat v. Batman. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> Man-Bat v. Batman. No. Man-Bat. Don of Man-Bat v. Bat-Bat-Bat. MB versus BM. Yes. <laughs> but honestly, yeah. I'm saying this because I think a little bit of camp could take the edge off of the DC serious knife. But do you think Batman, I mean, with Ben Affleck in the role, you do you mean think Man-Bat? No. Do this, you think camp is the way to go? I, I, I it is. No, no, no. I think they need to let Ben Affleck run out his story. This would be down the road when okay, they're doing another Batman reboot. Right. This is like your dream pitch. This is, a, this is down the road. I want to get a little more camp back So you're not it. actually trying to help DC here. You're just... <laughs> I just want to say Man Bat. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's All the right. name of the show. Buckle Anytime in. you say, I feel that Man Bat, <laughs> whatever comes after oh, that. There was some line in the last episode of The Flash where I was like, how did they say that with a straight face? It was so ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, please buckle in. It's time for Kent's Batman bitch. I feel like I need to put on some music for this one. Joel, I have our popcorn ready. Ben Affleck is reprising the role as Batman. He has not dropped out of the role. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Chances are slim. (laughs) Jeremy Irons is back as Scar. I mean, Alfred. (laughs) There's actually a name for my story, and it's called Under the Red Hood, but I'm going to call it The Batman. You're going to do the Under the Red Hood story? I'm going to call it. You do the Jason Todd story? The Man Bat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm doing the Jason Todd story. Been taken. <laughs> Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason Todd is being played by Jack O'Connell. Jason Todd is Robin, who was in Unbroken. Yeah, Jason Todd was the second Robin. Was and he the main guy in Unbroken? No. Yes, was he? He is. Nightwing is being played by Ian Somerhalder. Nightwing. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Okay. Oh, first Ian of all, Ian Somerhalder first of brings all, the, the girls to the yard. This isn't the season show, right? He's that better than y'all. First of all, Nightwing is Dick Grayson. After he stops being Robin, he becomes Nightwing. Yes. And Ian Somerhalder, after he got killed on Lost, became a vampire in the Vampire Diaries. Yes. And that's who you want. Yes. Okay. All right. 
All the ladies are agreeing with me right now. No, oh, that's probably true. He has the like, look. No. Does he not? No. Who would you pick? He's not a good actor. Of, of Nightwing? Grant Gustin is. Come on. Okay. I say Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have made a great Nightwing. It's too late. He's already been used in a way. It's I already been ruined. I would have loved it. If, no, think about that continuity, though. If you brought him I in. I agree. I would love come it. Come on. I would love it. To but tie it into the Nolanverse? It's not going to happen. Okay. This is your pitch. You can make it happen. Because he would never come back. Wait, okay. I want to clarify for the record that we're doing these fantasy pitches and Kent's still like, no, they actually might listen to this podcast and take my idea and use it. You know, that's my hope, right? Yes, I know it's your hope. Like, call me DC. Call me GF Johns. Tier one name. This, I'm saying this is your Geoff? fantasy. Put Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the role. It could be Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Now I feel better. <laughs> you really do feel better? Proceed. Some time has passed since Batman's efforts at protecting the planet from otherworldly forces. Though, the biggest danger comes not from with, without, but from within. <clears throat> okay, so this is the Jason Todd Red Hood story. If we don't interrupt him, it'll go faster. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think you said that because I was about to say something. <laughs> the opening scene starts and Nightwing is fighting for his life. And this is in Bloodhaven. This is where Nightwing, this is his golf. Is this basically. PlayStation VR? No, but that is also, also an awesome scene. There are dozens of goons just beating on Nightwing, but he is showing his, his gymnastic skills, which he actually has. He's, has <laughs> he's his showing batons his out. gymnastic no, he's, skills. No, he's awesome. <laughs> Go, Nightwing! Show your gymnastic skills! <laughs> That's in the scripts. <laughs> Nightwing showing off gymnastic skills. Uh, I hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> Continue. That's yeah, what it does. All right. God. He's an acrobat. <laughs> an acroman bat. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be a movie? The acroman bat. Uh, uh, all right. So, he's, so basically he's in them. this opening scene. Okay. So he he's is, merrily retining all over the place. He is fighting for his life. Yeah. He's taking on dozens of goons and Deathstroke shows up. With his and, gymnastic and there is, skills. there is a bounty out on Nightwing's head. And they're about to kill him. He's about to die. Mean, and then all of a sudden, headshots. All the goons. Boom. Boom. Boom, they're dropping like flies. Dead Deathstroke. What's gets, this rated? It might be R. Deathstroke gets hit by a bullet. He takes off. Meanwhile, we have Dick Race and Nightwing laying on the ground or laying on the on the road, and he's just bloodied. He's wait, unconscious. Wait, wait, wait. Deathstroke was fighting him? Uh, yeah, Deathstroke yeah. shows up with all the goons. So, he's, we, so we don't know he's who's doing the shooting in the yet. movie, actually. Okay, we don't know who's doing the shooting yet. Well, you do because it's the Red Hood. The Red Hood, because, okay, and to explain the Red Hood, um, and I'll get to the flashbacks in a little bit. He wants to be Batman. Wait, wait, wait. Should you explain who the Red Hood is? He's giving backstory to the flashbacks right now. Let him talk. Yes. Won't you explain who the Red Hood is as you go on with your story? Yes. So, okay, I'll just explain it now. The Red Hood is the second Robin, Jason Todd. In the comics and in this movie, Jason Todd is killed by the Joker. He's beat with a crowbar and then exploded. Like in the factory he's in, or in this version, the Wayne Manor, which has been set up in Batman v Superman, he was killed. And so, and you see the actual burn suit in Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. It says, ha ha ha, jokes on you, that sort of thing. And so we know that there's a dead Robin in this universe. It's Jason Todd. But he comes back through the Lazarus pit or whatever, right? There's many versions of this story. Depends where you go. Sometimes yes. he didn't die, really, and, Bru- and he blames Bruce, yes. blames Bruce for leaving him for dead. In other versions, he's Lazarus pit, and he's not himself. <laughs> right. But when he comes back... Do you have to go back into what the Lazarus Pit is for No, people? we don't. Uh, you come back to life. Yeah, it's a pool. And you're crazy. You go in, and you go up, and you're not the same. It's so, like the, it's a pet cemetery of the DC Universe. It, actually, that's, that's very good. That's yeah. very easy. But when he comes back, in, in whether it's the comics, the cartoon version, or in my movie, he comes back, and he wants to be Batman, but he kills. Kind of like Batman Batman v Superman, but he has no remorse about it. He'll shoot people in the head. He's basically John Wick. Problem. Yes. You said that he, this is a continuation of... 
the Batman universe that was created with Batman v Superman. Yes. That Batman already kills. So how can this one not anymore? Batman, not kills? Batman has been changed since, you know, since the whole Superman thing. No, he's like, because remember, Batman didn't kill. And it wasn't until this moment when Jason Todd dies that he loses it all. And then he starts killing because he just right. doesn't care anymore. He's old. He's grizzled. Everything's right. gone wrong. Superman actually changed him back into, he restores faith in humanity. I will actually sit there and watch Batman v Superman with you and tell you the point where that changes for him as a character. And that's the reason why he did kill in Batman v Superman. He had no humanity there no, until I, he I realized that. that even an otherworldly force could have humanity. And so he himself could too. I look way too much in Batman v Superman, but that's, that's my college thesis on it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have talked. I shouldn't have engaged him. Way to go, Joel. Don't make eye contact, Jacob. Just look down. <laughs> Red Hood picks up Nightwing. He's unconscious. He takes him to the rebuilt Wayne Manor, right? Drops him in the same room where Jason Todd was beat by, uh, by the Joker and Harley Quinn and left for dead in this, in this burning manor. Leaves him there. Bruce Wayne finds Nightwing, and he's like, well, that's kind of weird. Left in the same room where Jason Todd was, you know, my second Robin, starts having flashbacks of, like, the burning manor. And he's like, who did this? Oh, it's probably Joker. Joker's probably playing a trick on me. We're going to have Jared Leto back in this movie. Because I, I know, I know, no, I get it. I get it's it. It's his fantasy, Joel. It's his fantasy. I guess if I get, if I, but we get if it's Jared, my fantasy, Jared Heath Ledger's back from the dead. <laughs> so, but we get Margot Robbie back too, right? Yes. Okay, good. We're good. Okay. Because I really feel like Jared Leto could have been a good character, but man, there was no time to be ah, a good character. Ah, I like the ah, laugh. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you okay? You had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> And so Batman is like, you know, I'm going to I know the Joker did this to Nightwing. I'm going to make sure to stop him once and for all because he's already done this to one Robin. And because Batman still believes that Jason Todd is dead. Doesn't know that Jason Todd is now like playing games with him. But the audience would know. Yeah, the audience knows. Because so it's every, a whole dramatic irony thing going so on. So in, yes. in your story, Red Hood is Jason Todd. Yes. Okay. Basically, Nightwing is there for like one solid scene, basically to set up another movie or TV series, which I think Night, Nightwing should get. But this is still Batman's story. Batman uses his detective skills this entire movie to track down the Joker. This is a detective story. Meanwhile, the Red Hood, who's not a great detective, he's just a, he's a, he's a vigilante. He follows Batman wherever he goes because he wants to take the Joker out because Joker basically caused his death. Mm-hmm. And, but he does blame Batman as well. And so Red Hood follows him. Joker realizes that Batman is on his trail. And so he just starts creating like scenes of carnage. He just like, kill random people and just make it really ugly. And there will be, like, disputes throughout, and Batman will see the Red Hood sometimes, but not really get who he is. But he'll think, that seems pretty familiar. Like, everything about this guy's movements and stuff seem really familiar. Why do I know this person? And, like, obviously, he'll, he'll realize that it's his young protege. So, Batman does find the Joker in the end. But the Joker has the upper hand, actually beats Batman almost to death, right? Okay. So, Batman is basically like, you know, I'm old, you're old, we're old enemies, fine, just finish it. Meanwhile... Red Hood comes in, and Joker's like, well, who the heck are you? And he's like, well, I'm here to kill you, right? He's, he takes him by surprise, and he says, Batman, I'm finally going to kill the Joker, something that you could never, ever do. I don't know why you never did this. You know, Batman, he's like, I'm going to be Christian Bell Batman for a little bit. Don't kill him. He deserves to, we all deserve to live. I loved it. I loved <laughs> okay, it. It was great. I want to hear it again. No. If- <laughs> do you bleed? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So Batman is back on the let everyone live live train. But Red Hood actually says, Bruce, because you let everyone live, this many people die. Like, he's actually going to give very valid points as to why Batman should kill people and why the Red Hood is probably the better hero. Because you've let Joker live this much, 
And look at how many people have died because of it. It's a back end. Right? Well, it's because you like that Punisher Daredevil scene. Well, it's because. It drives me nuts that every time someone gets out of Arkham Asylum and kills people again, that's on Batman's head. No, in fact, Batman will be like, well, I'm kind of conflicted because I did kill people like a few months ago, but I'm trying to make it right, and I believe in humanity. There's people who are like vegetarians for a month and think they're so superior. (laughs) Right. Vegans. Vegans. (laughs) not Vegetarians. Yes, Yes, my bad. And so Batman is kind of sitting there and he's really struggling as they're fighting and Joker basically there's a knife to Joker's throat from Red Hood. And then basically the music of Man of Steel will play the theme, will play very quietly. And Batman will, this will kind of be the tie into Justice League. Please. Batman will remember that because Please of Clark. Please tell me Superman kills no, no, the Joker. That's an injustice. Batman will remember because of Clark. He, he truly believes in humanity and he cannot let the Red Hood kill the Joker for some reason. It's twisted, I know, but it's Batman. I'm out. I know you are. <laughs> so, I basically... Not, I will not give you funding for this film. You know, explosions and all that kind of stuff. He saves the Joker, even though the Joker's badly beat. That's actually Red in Hood. Kent's screenplay. It just says explosions, explosions and sorts stuff. of stuff. So Red Hood the gets Michael away. Screenplay. Red Hood gets... <laughs> a- <laughs> explosions, that's page one in 100. Yeah. Uh, Red Hood gets away. The Batman basically puts puts the Joker away again. Like, it's all going to continue, but at least the Red Hood has been reintroduced, and there is some glimmer of, like, regret with Jason Todd again. Maybe not that he's going to be part of the Bat family yet, but there is something there that he realizes there is humanity there, and it's quite important. And so that is my Batman pitch. So what happens to the Joker? Well, the Joker, you know, Batmobile and it goes on. Loses, lost a wheel and Joker gets away. So he just gets away. He doesn't get away. He goes back to Arkham. But remember, so actually, if I may give the flashbacks, and this actually happens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can we get the theatrical version and not the director's cut? <laughs> In the flashback, and this is something Batman will realize once he realizes it's Jason Todd, he will see the entire, basically, the, when Wayne Manor goes up in explosions and stuff, and he sees the dead Jason Todd, he will find the Joker, and this happens in the comics and everything, he finds the Joker and nearly kills him. Basically breaks his teeth and everything, and that's why Jared Leto's Joker has all these, but he's blinging. He has gold teeth and everything because Batman beat him nearly to death a few years earlier. And so we're going to see this all happen. This movie will be rated R, but... Clearplay will have it. You'll see it with, yeah, Clearplay will have it, not VidAngel because they're not a thing anymore. Never will be. They'll come back. They won't come back. But I I really think this is the dark story, and this could be a low-budget movie. This is what DC needs for the Batman because it can't be world's ending. It's got to be about the Bat family. And so I think to have two Robins in this movie and to introduce Nightwing, who's everyone's favorite sidekick for Batman, mm. would be a great thing. Really? Who's yours? Robin. He's, he is Robin, by the way. I know, but it's Nightwing. Yeah. Who doesn't love Nightwing? Are you serious? I, Nightwing to me was like a secondary side character. I, I always like Batman and Robin. I like the classic. Okay. Is this going to work with the focus groups, though, Kent? No, because it will be too dark and it won't make as much money. Please tell me. It's but if you, if you watch Logan, when you watch Logan you'll realize that you can make it serious movie and, and make it light. Anyways, that's it. Oh, okay. So then in the <sighs> sequel. No! <laughs> All right. So, no, let's just end it. Nope. To oh, wrap, to oh wrap yeah. Up. So, Jacob, which one do you want a green light? His extended version of whatever that was. Or Under the Red Hood. Man Bat. <laughs> Acro man bats. Uh, Gymnastic skills or man bat? Uh, honestly, I I would probably green light Kent's Flash movie, and probably not the other two. You seriously wouldn't mm. like the Batman movie everyone wants to see, which is the Red Hood movie, Man Bat. Mm. The Flash one was just better. He's a bat that wears pants. <laughs> <laughs> Wear bat. 
<laughs> he is Where about like, okay, so really quick, and I mean that. Please. What's the best case scenario for DC right now? If you can imagine everything just goes really great, how's that happen? How's how's that gonna happen? What's it gonna look like? And how cool is it gonna be? And then we're gonna I don't I don't think they need it every they don't need to give every member of the Justice League their own standalone Agreed. film. Agreed. Cyborg doesn't need a movie. They what they need to do. And this is honestly, the problem is they're making movies for them. They're not making movies for the audience. They need to see who characters relate to, who characters like in Justice League make spinoffs accordingly. Agreed. That's what they need to do. They don't, they don't need to assume what the audience is what, uh, likes because they've been wrong before. Um, also, they need to, and this, this sounds almost counter to what I just said, but they need to start doing big picture thinking. They need to start kind of bringing in a specific tone and characters and storyline kind of a cohesion between the movies. Cause I think that will make it feel more like an extended universe and not like separate films. Oh, I'd say I'd way rather see separate films. I'd rather see a director's vision, a standalone movie. No, I'm, yeah. I'm saying it's more like if they're going this route, they're going, I want a little more cohesion. I would prefer if they had look like extended universe is fun. It's fun, but not everyone needs to do it all the time. Cause the problem with extended universe is as soon as you bring in Superman to a movie, for example, then every little problem that comes up, you're like, why isn't Superman there? Right. Why isn't he, why isn't he helping out? It's, it's a problem with Marvel right now. It is. Because every time they, you know, the, it's they a standalone movie, it's like... Let's call the Avengers. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my advice. <laughs> it's like I, one I of think the best parts of Ant-Man. I, I really don't have a lot of faith for the future of DC movies, the way they're going now. I'm hoping they can pull out of this dive. But we'll see. I'm actually hoping James Wan with Aquaman, that could be just this movie that comes out of nowhere. Because who cares be. about Aquaman? You do. I do. Yeah. I do. But nobody else. Nobody else. But James Wan, great director. Well, that, that's how a movie can win. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Somebody so nobody far, cares about. So far, he hasn't cool. dropped out. But they have the movies planned out to what year, Kent? 20. Hold on. This is DC and Marvel. 2020 for both. Both of them have movies planned out to 2020. And after this year, there will be three from each. I predict. Each year. I predict superhero fatigue by that time. I predict. That there will be a drop or loss because it like Westerns, they've had their run. So we've had too many. You're saying by the time, because Avengers 4 so, is supposed to come out May of 2019. You think by then? I think, no, I, I think once, I don't think so. once it, Avengers kind of wraps up with the Infinity War and all that, it's going to start going downhill from there. No, I think we have till 2025. Ugh. That's actually kind of overwhelming for me. That's it. That's the truth. I would almost like to see the Star Wars sort of model where we're getting one a year from each. Do you guys realize how old we'll be in 2025? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Shh. Stop it, you fool. <laughs> okay, really quick. Can I give you my best case scenario yeah, for the, the DC best universe? Case look like? TV and a movie universe combined. And I'm not saying CW. Who's I'm ever saying brought that up before? Everyone. That was me. I'm not, actually, I'm saying, you took my sample idea. But, but hear me out. Start now. Don't use CW. Those actors are not good. Those stories are not good. Those are in- extremely watered down. Use HBO. Use a great cable network. Use Netflix or Amazon. Make a Nightwing series. They yeah. should do Amazon. Um, do a Nightwing series. Justice League Dark. Don't make that a movie. We yeah. don't need to, need to see Constantine the Swamp Thing in a movie. Amazon would probably be game, honestly, just to compete with Netflix. Yeah. I mean, they got the best picture nominee like, with uh, Manchester by the Sea. Think about the the, the time that you didn't can win develop. last night, but you know, yeah, <laughs> the time you can use to develop these characters in a series rather than a movie where everyone's going to say oh, that's another Suicide Squad with too many characters, right? Also, Superman needs to be the focused, and he needs to be liked. Superman as a character is not liked right now. Mm. He needs to be. Mm-hmm. He should be. Uh, focus on the women. With they are making. You God- usually do. <laughs> Gotham City Sirens is coming out. Same director of a Suicide Squad. And I feel like they're going to over-sexualize Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. 
You think they will over-sexualize them? They will. Them? <laughs> They'll over-sexualize I, I those think, sexualized characters. Yes. But I think they need to actually make them great anti-heroes without sort of saying, hey, sex appeal. They need to... Because they really do this well, like with the animated series. The you realize Poison Ivy seduces people. That's her power, right? Right. Okay. You could... Come on. You realize Catwoman is a seductress this. as well, right? Yeah, but I mean, that said... Okay, here we go. Here getting, we go, Kent. Landon Dunham is Catwoman. Boom. Yep. Gone. <laughs> Any sort of energy to that? She is a cat lady, not a cat woman. <laughs> woman cat. Um, also, if, we're, if we are talking big picture, Dark Side, maybe 2022. Don't, don't rush to it. I don't want to see Justice League 2 immediately. You mean Dark Side? Dar- oh, by the, the way, Dark Side is a bad guy. He's yeah, the big bad guy. You can check out our villains bracket. They're going to tease yeah. him in Justice League this year, but they're not going to make him the big bad yet. Flashpoint, maybe in 2024. That's the when Flash Alternate screws everything timelines. up. Okay. And then after 2020, make one movie a year. Stop it with the three movies a year. Like, this is ridiculous. Couple more things. Kill Batman. Kill Ben Affleck as Batman. Why? Sorry. Kill or break the bat? Kill. Because not, not, then, even, not even wheelchair-bound Bruce. Nope. And then have Nightwing take over. Because Ben Affleck is not wanting to play this role forever. And it is actually canon that Nightwing takes over the, the mantle of the bat. Okay, and actually to have a risk in these movies, why not? Why are they going to play that game? Teen, uh, also, we need a Teen Titans TV series on Netflix, like a live action. And then I want to see the multiverse introduced by maybe 2025. That's can't, all. Can't like, like, went to like a seven on the geek scale there, maybe even an eight. Yeah, I mean, I really, I said, let's make this, let's make this inclusive. And then uh, we'll, Flashpoint, mm, Dark Side, 52 uh, uni- parallel universes, Meow. many Supermans. <laughs> 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 That's all I got really... I just want them to call me. That's why I try to make this semi-grounded in what their universe actually is, what they've created, because I do think they've done, for me, as the <laughs> diehard fan, a lot right. I do think that perception is really terrible, and they are not helping that in I any just, way. I just had this thought yes, of Joel. the head of DC listening to this episode and really being impressed. With Man And Bad. then calling me about Man Bad. <laughs> <laughs> and me having to be like, um, so Kent. Kent, sorry. <laughs> Could you imagine how mad I'd be? <laughs> Tim Byrne really wants to do Man Bad. <laughs> it's a bat oh. that wears pants. Played by Johnny that's Depp. A, that's a tagline, by the way. It just says <laughs> it would Man be. Bat. Oh, no, he'd be played bat by Helena Bonham Carter, probably. No, not at this point. No, that's Woman what? Bat. Woman she Cat. She doesn't get a What? She gets a what? No. She'd be Woe Cat. Huh? Woke cat, woke cat, <laughs> yeah, woman cat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, woman cat would have made more sense. I said, why is it first. cat all of a sudden? Yeah, because she's she's cat woman. cat woman. Oh, okay, okay yeah, yeah, it's the same logic yeah, as go. man bat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were talking about man Trying bat. To keep so up with this very highly intellectual conversation. <laughs> uh, speaking of intellectual conversations, if you want to find me at seventy six Joel, you can find me at on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at 76 Joel. <laughs> this man bat cave. Yeah. <laughs> or you can find me, <laughs> you can find me <laughs> at Quickwitz, the performing editor Saturday night at Minville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwitz Facebook page. Thank you, everyone, for listening to me rave about this for the past hour and a half. If you'd like to talk to me more about it, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kenny3DD. If you want to find my movie reviews and my Logan review, showtimeshowdown.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers and also go rank and review us on iTunes and go check out our uh, online store and buy some of our merchandise if you want to wear some I Am The Listener shirts or something. Where can they find those buttons to get to the store, Jacob? On Twitter, on Facebook, or just go to gumroad.com slash bacon sale. Nice. Yeah. Did you finish this episode of Bacon Sale? 
Now you have permission to turn it off. Who am I? I'm Jean Valjean! Red, the color of my hair. Black, am I still quiet? The color of my heart. Earbuds in. Do I have to sing it really the entire thing? Please, (laughs) please sing that song correctly. It is time for us all to decide who we are. We fight for the right for a night at the opera now. It's a party. Have you asked of yourself what's the price I must pay? That's not even the right key. She has her eyes. She has my lily's hazel eyes. She has rice? Her eyes, not rice. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd glasses off. Let's put our other nerd glasses on. (laughs) But our rose. Because we can't get can Because we can't get can 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 Here we are now Entertain us Man thing What is man thing? I love man Don't thing. ask <laughs> Stop Doesn't count I'm not counting it How dare you men in black be in there <laughs> We need butts in seats Because he's a DC actor in a Marvel world you're right, Alachal, and Will Rouge is the best. Yay! But he's not used to moving pictures on screens. I know. It's, weird. it's overwhelming. <laughs> she was good. Thunderstruck! <laughs> Holding out for a female hero till the end of the night. <laughs> she's got to be fast, and she's got to be strong. She's got to be fresh from the fight. Well, Joel doesn't think so. So, I'm sure that's right. I was just going to say Ben Affleck's butt might disagree. <laughs> Joel's playing footsie with me. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you guys are playing footsie again, aren't you? <laughs> hey, y'all. On what villains I'm going to suck your power called. out. That's She's good. so high. <laughs> high above me. She's so lovely. Well, she she is, is the worst, is what she is. <laughs> You can run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love. My love, my love. Can he punch a shark while he's running? You're at my feet, Joel? (laughs) No. (laughs) You guys have been touching each other's feet too much. I want to see a man-bat story. That's cool. He's like a werewolf, but he's a bat. Man-bat be Batman. I just want to say man-bat. I'm going to call it the man-bat. Nightwing, show your gymnastic skills. <laughs> He's an acrobat. <laughs> an acroman bat. Man bat. He's a bat that wears pants. He bees Batman because he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs>